At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, President of Outlines Venture Group, General Manager at the Sibylla Masters Fund, and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and the Sibylla Masters Fund. Jillian is co-founder of both Moz and Brett Approved, a global speaker and contributing author to numerous, numerous books and publications on the subject of gender lens investing. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. You can find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. What's on your mind today? Hi, Anne. So today I'm thinking about gender equity and funding, and yeah, I know, I always have that on my, you know, these days. But uh, today we're going to talk with Rebecca Lovell. Uh, she's the director of Seattle's Create 33. It's a startup space in downtown Seattle. She's the chairman of the board for the Center for American Entrepreneurship, and that organization just released an update on venture capital funding for women-led startups. Now, it's based on a deeper dive into more than about 10 years' worth of data from PitchBook.com, and uh, I think you're going to find it very interesting. The conclusions provided a much more expansive look at the well-known gender gap, and uh, we're going to take a look at those in just a minute. So welcome, Rebecca, to CEO Coach. Thank you so much. I'm delighted and honored to be with you both today. Okay, Rebecca, tell us a little bit about Create33 and about your work there. 
Well, thank you. We are an entrepreneur center in the heart of Seattle's startup ecosystem. And we are filling what had been a void in our community, which is what we call that messy middle phase of startups who have received seed funding and are now on the hook to hire a talented team to refine their revenue model and acquire customers and likely to go on to seek institutional funding. So we support that community of tech startups with educational programming, of course, beautiful workspace, but strategic connections and mentorship to accelerate their success. Brilliant. Okay. So uh, we went to visit you not too long ago. It is a beautiful space. So congratulations on that. Now, <laughs> Thank you. No extra charge right. for the views. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so besides serving as the director at Create 33, you also teach entrepreneurship and venture capital at the Foster School of Business at the University of Washington. And I understand you've directed the City Office of Economic Development as the Chief Business Officer at GeekWire. And of course, you've been mentored to, at Techstars. Anything else? Indeed. Uh, no, that's about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm tired of thinking I'm... about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. I'd, I'd say it's safe to say you know your way around entrepreneurship and funding. So yes. let's make sure that our listeners know before we get started that we're going to post a link to our Facebook page of this report at. Uh, our Facebook page is called CEO Coach Podcast. Okay, that sounds good because that way people don't have to race around taking notes. So, uh, Rebecca, let's talk about that report of your organization, the Center for American Entrepreneurship, uh, the one that was just released. Great. Happy to do that. And just for a little bit of context for your listeners, the Center for American Entrepreneurship was started just a few years ago. We're based in Washington, D.C., and we are a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization. But our whole reason for existence is to educate and inform policymakers in our nation's capital about programs and policies that can, in fact, support startups and reverse the decreasing trend in entrepreneurship. And one of the tools that we have in our toolkit is doing in-depth research. So our policy recommendations are in fact data-driven and data-informed. And this study is just one example of the kind of work we do to forward those objectives. So that was interesting. You said that there is a fall-off on the launching of entrepreneurship uh, activity, if you will, in the United States now? We have seen a decline uh, over the past decades, and that could be a whole other podcast uh, in terms of how much, even though it's it's uh, less capital intensive, there are other barriers uh, we find to, to entrepreneurs starting new ventures. Student debt is one of many factors. Uh, we've also looked into uh, the startup visa and the positive and outsized impact that immigrants have on the U.S. economy, but how difficult it is for that community to, to launch startups. And last but not least, and of course, the topic of today's conversation is the uh, underrepresentation of women in tech, specifically the disproportionately low percentage that women-founded startups uh, have received in, in venture capital funding. We are seeing uh, some progress and happy to dive into some of those trends and talk about what makes this particular study unique. Please mm -hmm. do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, give us kind of the, the broad brushstroke and then let's dig in a little bit. 
Absolutely. So there has been a lot of ink spilled and duly so on the the ridiculously low, you know, approximately 2% of total uh, venture capital received by women founded startups. But just to unpack that a little bit, the number is right around 2.5% of total. And that stat comes from women only founded startups. So just to be really clear on the nature of our data, we looked at startups over the past 13 years, so 13 different cohorts from 2005 to 2017 of startups that have identified at least one woman founder. So in many cases, they are gender diverse teams. So that's a bit of a departure from some of the existing research. Okay. And again, mixed gender teams got how much? So what we saw between the years of 2005 to 2017 is that as a percent of total of first financings, and that's another mm -hmm. differentiator of the study, we know how difficult it is to raise that first round of capital. So we really took a close look at first financings. That percentage went from 5% in 20, uh, 2005 up to 21% in 2017, netting a 16% of total funding and we're talking the percentage of first financings uh, over that period. So we're seeing an increase, but 16% overall uh, is still not where we'd, we'd like to be. So to right. be clear, we're, your study is discussing uh, venture funding as opposed to angels, is that correct? That's correct. So yeah. we're not necessarily talking about friends and family and maxing out your credit cards, but that first round mm -hmm. of institutional funding from venture okay. capitalists. Good to exactly. know. Exactly, <laughs> good distinction, good distinction. Okay. Yeah. Approximately what was that size of check in the United States, this first round of institutional funding, which does not include angel groups? So for this, the, the first round of institutional funding tends to be in the million dollar range. That makes a good sense. So people have a good sense of what we're talking about here. All right. Perfect. So things increased and improved, if you will, in terms of percentage. But then let's unpack that as well. Was it the sum of funding that increased, for example, for, uh, in mixed gender teams? The first financing went from 5% to 25% of mm -hmm. all total financing. Was that the amount of money or the number of deals? That, that's the amount of money. And I think one thing that it's important for us to dive into is what are the other um, external factors in the environment over time? When we think about percentage of total, the size of the pie matters. And one interesting recent trend that may somewhat obscure the progress that women uh, founded teams have made is an increase in popularity of what we call mega rounds. So rounds of over $50 million. Uh, perhaps not surprisingly, the lion's share of those are going to all male founded teams. So when you have an incidence of early funding in that over $50 million range that, uh, that leaves a smaller piece of the pie for those gender diverse teams. So that's right. one thing uh, that we've seen. Another trend I'd like to highlight is disaggregating this data, both by geography and industry, which I would agree are correlated in that different areas of the country uh, are have relative strengths in particular industry verticals. So what we see when it comes to industry focus is that there's more funding for women-led and gender-diverse teams in industries such as consumer products and retail. And one might argue that the more capital-intensive industries, uh, such as enterprise software and life sciences, uh, are dominated by men, 
and receive the lion's share of the funding. So there may be some causation as well as correlation there. And then perhaps not surprisingly, um, when you look at the top 25 metro areas where uh, women-led and gender-diverse teams tend to perform better, we look at areas like Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, did very well in this survey, higher than the national average. And one, one theory that I have is that with the prevalence of the University of Michigan, uh, academia is one space that really tends to be a meritocracy, and no surprise talented women thrive in a meritorious environment. And so we see a lot of university spinouts led by women getting funding. And I have to believe that is correlated to why cities like Ann Arbor do better than cities like the Bay Area, which was at 12% compared to the national average of 16%. And sadly, my native Seattle uh, came in also under the national average at 15% over that 13 year period. And I've been doing a lot of thinking on this, uh, obviously have to keep coming back to some, some implicit gender biases, but we'll also make note that Seattle as the cloud capital of the world is a really enterprise focused town and likely has a lower representation of some of those industries where more women tend to lead startups. Again, coming back to consumer products and retail. That's really fascinating. And as far as Seattle goes, we're going to do something about that. You know we Let's are. Let's do. Please. <laughs> so we need to take a break now for our sponsors. After the break, we'll talk more with Rebecca Lovell about this rich and deep report from the Center for American Entrepreneurship. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference 
on purpose. Visit intendedpodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. LPO, landing page optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We're talking today with Rebecca Lovell, who chairs the board of the Center for American Entrepreneurship. That group released a report on venture funding for women-led teams and diverse founding teams over the past decade or so. After the break, well, we talked, before the break, rather, we talked about the conclusions of some of those reports, and I'd like to dig into that now. So, Rebecca, um, we know that uh, funding increased a good 16% for mixed-gender teams over 25 to 2017. Uh, we would like to talk about the conclusion of your mm-hmm. group study. You made a number of, you know, why this number is so out of whack and especially what we might do about it. Absolutely. And I'd love to dive into discussing some solutions with you. But would we miss not to point out that as hard as it is to get that first round of capital, as we followed these 13 cohorts of pitch book data from 2005 to 2017, we found that when it came to the second and third financings, that gender diverse and women led teams performed at least as well or better than their all male counterparts. Meaning that if they get over that critical first hurdle of getting that first round of financing in, they're as if not slightly more likely to succeed uh, in terms of continuing to raise capital uh, towards an exit. Okay, so the equity does arrive when we start talking about the raw numbers. What did you, you know, what is your revenue? What are your churn rates? What do your, you know, your net revenue, that kind of thing. Precisely. And when you think about just the mindset that investors have, and and the two of you can speak to this, is that when you are investing in that early stage or that first institutional round, you're effectively making a bet. You don't have a crystal ball, but you met this team and you believe in the vision. Whereas as you're getting into the second and third rounds of funding, of course, there's still significant risk. This is not for the faint of heart. But to a larger extent, those founders teams have gone on to prove that they are building scalable scalable businesses. So again, once those women get the first round of financing, they go about and prove uh, that they are scaling businesses effectively, and therefore the the funding follows accordingly. That makes sense, right? So just give them a chance, and we'll see what they can do. Um, So we've heard things like uh, women are more capital efficient, and that they return higher ROI, uh, things like that. Tell us more about what your study took a look at and then uh, what your conclusions really are around this. Yeah, and I will say that at the end of the study really posed more questions than it answered, but I think that that's, that's an area that we can dig in a little further. We can't help but look 
uh, again, at uh, gender bias. And note that venture capital firms, the partnership is still in the eight, eight to 9% women range. What that means mm-hmm. is that if you've got a partnership of 10 people, that if you are a woman, you are likely the only woman in the room when it comes time mm-hmm. to make those investment decisions. And one example that I go back to, I, I learned this from Cindy Padnos uh, years ago. She started Illuminate Ventures in the Valley, has a team of women investors. And by the way, they now have a Seattle partner, uh, Jennifer Savage. I'm so delighted to have that philosophy and investment thesis here in Seattle. But mm-hmm. the point of the point that Cindy made is being the only woman in the room when you're making investment decisions. Let's say you meet an amazing entrepreneur, you believe in her business, and you're getting ready to advocate to your partners. Let's go ahead and invest in this deal. Yet you hesitate because just the week prior, you also urged the partnership to back another woman-led team. Now that kind of hesitation you don't tend to see in your male colleagues. I mm-hmm. don't know if the two of you have ever been in a meeting with a man where he said, oh gosh, I'd really like to advocate for this white male CEO, but I just advocated for a white male CEO last week. Said no male VC I've ever met in my life. Right. <laughs> so true. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the solutions I think we need to think through is how can we enable more women to be making investment decisions? And just as importantly, how can we bring along our male allies to be more inclusive and perhaps a little less implicitly biased in their decision-making processes. That makes so much good sense, actually. And so as you uh, take a look at it again, you were saying only eight to 9% of um, the VCs are women. Mm-hmm. With more women making the decision, more women are funded. And I've been talking about that a bit lately as well, uh, where I say it's, it's a bit of hubris for us to consider that only a small subset of the human genome will figure out every problem to be solved and be able to fund it. It really isn't that the guys are doing the wrong thing. They understand certain things, they see certain things, and they come from a certain point of view. And it isn't all men either, right? That's right. Really saying That's is, right. It's a lot of white men who are American spoken and they have baritone voices and they're tall and they're slender. <laughs> right? but, and they keep funding themselves. Indeed. But perhaps it isn't so much about funding oneself as it is about funding the problems that you think are important and that you understand as an individual. That makes sense. That's if right. If that's the case, then we have to get the money coming out of the hands of a broader group of people so it gets into the hands of a broader group of people. And to that end, yeah, yeah. tell me a little bit about what you're thinking in terms of growing the group of women who will write significant checks, because that's what we're working on here, Anne and I. <laughs> Absolutely. And so when we think about the generation and retention of wealth, um, we are so lucky in the Seattle region to have uh, anchor tenants such as Microsoft and Amazon and Expedia that are um, actually generating wealth for their employees that go back into the region and, and sometimes back into startups. When I think about Uh, the makeup of venture capitalists and angel investors in Seattle, many of them come out of Microsoft and Amazon. A handful uh, have had successful startups themselves and aren't just writing checks, but bring that entrepreneur mindset to their investing. And so we need to think about, you know, we have to ensure that women are in every room and every job and every part of our economy where wealth can be generated and retained. And certainly, um, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about women in STEM and making sure 
sure that uh, we're not just getting computer science degrees, but that we're able to both land at technology companies and have successful careers. Uh, and we find in, in other studies, not, not such a CAE study, but that um, family planning and work-life balance, which I think unfortunately is so often assumed to be the sole purview of women, some 43% of women in tech drop out of the workforce, uh, struggling to balance some of those issues. Uh, and, you know, I have to believe that they're not necessarily finding that supportive, inclusive environment that enables them to balance their life in and out of the office. Yes, it is complicated because in the end, the woman does birth that child, carries the child, then births the child, and carries them around again and has to feed them. There is no way around that. To accommodate for that is going to be a serious nut to crack that will change uh, significantly how all of our work environments look. Yeah, and there are two more studies that I want to send your way along those lines. One um, that just was published in Fortune magazine a couple days ago, there was a survey of startup, of seed-funded startup founders in the Valley. They talked to 100 such founders. Guess how many of those founders said yes to 12-week parental leave policies out of those 100? I'm, hmm. I won't leave you in suspense. It was six. Oh. Six out oh. of the 100 startup founders surveyed said that they would, you know, make an investment in a 12-week parental leave policy. So that's one lever that we have to pull um, when it comes to getting women into startups or and, and big tech as well. Like, what are we doing to accommodate their lives? One that doesn't cost a dime. And I will say, I love when men in tech and startups fill their social media feed, their LinkedIn and their Twitter profiles with stories about their families and kids. If we can you know, talk as a society about raising kids as a family, whether it's two men, two women, one guy, one woman, whatever your configuration of a family unit happens to be, let's make this a societal conversation and not just the job of women. As you said, birthing the child may be uh, our, our sole privilege, but let's think again, much more broadly about how we support working families. That's such, such an incredibly uh, essential statement. It mm -hmm. is also essential that we need to take another break for our sponsors, and then we'll come back, Rebecca, to wrap it up with you with some top takeaways from your study and predictions for the future. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, 
and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We've been talking today with Rebecca Lovell, and we'd like to get some kind of top takeaways from this report from the Center for American Entrepreneurship, this update on venture capital funding for women and high growth, uh, who are building high growth companies, and of course, for diverse founding teams. So we know they're underrepresented in both uh, the investment side and women are underrepresented uh, at the founding team side. We're working to change those numbers. But if you had to provide some tips for men or women who are not in that traditional funding sector, right? In other words, mostly Caucasian males get funded by mostly Caucasian males. If we were to look at broadening that group, what would be your top tips to those founders? Yes, I have just a handful. One is that it's not just the right thing to do, but the smart thing to do to invest in women. The data bears that out. Uh, take a chance on us. Think, think through the questions that you ask us. It's not necessarily that uh, women are more risk averse, uh, quite, quite the opposite. We're just as, as adventurous. We may be more capital efficient, but what we find is in meetings, investors will ask us questions about how we're gonna mitigate risk, not how big are we gonna dream. They, so if you are in a meeting with a woman, um, just think through, be mindful of the questions you ask us and allow us to think big with you. Secondly, there was just a study that our friends at Illuminate Ventures published last week that surveyed both venture capitalists and founders around this dearth of funding uh, for women-led teams. And what this was an interesting takeaway, that it wasn't that male VCs were saying no in formal pitch meetings uh, to women more often than they were to men. But you know how you get to the formal pitch meeting is you have a whole bunch of introdu introductory meetings ahead of that. So the real issue is that men and women need to seek more connections with women founders. If you actually increase the size of that pie, you take more introductory meetings, then you're gonna get more women founders into the room when you're making those formal investment decisions. So start at the top of the pipeline and, and take more introductory coffee meetings with women founders. I think that's a tremendous takeaway that we have here in terms of starting to, re to reverse those trends uh, and flipping the script mm -hmm. on gender bias. And last but not least, I think we can all think about having supportive and inclusive workplaces that are mindful of work and life balance, not just for, for women, but for men as well. Uh, and think about not just recruiting, but retention, uh, ensuring that 
every member of your team has mentors and relatable and visible role models so they can stay on that path, whether it's to become an investor themselves or to spin out and start their own business on their own. Makes good sense. So as we are kind of almost out of time here, you've really offered us some brilliant tips for investors. Uh, noting it's not just the right thing to do, but smart. Uh, women are returning higher ROI, often more capital efficient, and certainly end up with a lot less Me Too type problems. Uh, the second one is that it's not that the VCs say no, it's that they don't get to meet the women. So be proactive. And as you say, let's make sure that the funnel, that path to and through the introductory meetings are met. And perhaps we could go even back further, as you noted earlier in the session, that it's important that we get women into technology, that they have reasonably uh, strong careers, and that finally they're able to start their own companies as well uh, when they come out the other side. And once they are successful, please put your hand back and write a check so that the next group can get funded. And finally, creating supportive and inclusive workplaces that focus on not just the needs of the individual, but the needs of families right will help us to balance a whole lot of things and sadly we are out of time jillian we were so fortunate to have rebecca lovell with us today i hope we can get her to come back sometime soon um, and tell us more meanwhile i should point out that we will post links to the uh, reports that uh, she was talking about especially the two new ones that she's going to send us from illuminate and from fortune magazine and we'll put those up on our facebook page at uh, the uh, CEO Coach Podcast. Uh, and we will also put it, I think, on our Outlines Venture page, which is outlinesventure.com. So sadly, I have to say that's it for this episode of CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on facebook.com forward slash CEO coach podcast. Do stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO coach. You can also reach Rebecca Lovell at create 33 coworking space in Seattle, Washington, easy to find on the internet like so many good things. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next time. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.